It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our very best to connect the dots between the physical, the intellectual, the emotional, and the spiritual components of what make us human beings. And I guess maybe some of the focus is on that word being, because if we can learn to be in the moment, um, our show today will make a little more sense because it has to do with creativity and looking around us and finding ways that we can bring creativity into our life in 2022. And I do have as a returning guest, Joni Klein-Higger, and she will join us in just a moment. But I want to point out that even though we are in 2022, which I find just amazing, I don't know where the time flies anymore, but it does. Um, We still have covid We have, uh, you know, all of the variants that have come from this SARS virus. And the thing that I keep pointing out to people, because I know, and I'm sure all of you know, people that have had their vaccinations, they've had their booster shot, and lo and behold, they are still getting breakthrough cases. Unfortunately, it usually doesn't mean that they are hospitalized. A lot of times they go to the hospital, they get checked out and they get sent home. And that's a good thing. So they're not, you know, in the critically um, endangered kind of area of their health. However, one of the problems that's happening, and I've talked to medical doctors now about this, is that people do not know that their immune system is low. They don't have any way of knowing because they've never had a blood test for D3, which is dog three, they've never had a blood test to know where that immune function level is. And you want it to be above 70 if you're fighting this kind of a virus. I would say the majority of people, even here in Florida, it's down in the 40s. And so when you get a vaccine of any kind, but when you get you know a flu vaccine, uh, a, in, well, for this particular one, a COVID vaccine, when you get these vaccines, it attacks your immune system for a brief time because it wants you to build antibodies. And so therefore it drops your immune level. So somebody who might've had a 42 or a 45, they get the vaccine and boom, they're down in the thirties. And that becomes a really dangerous issue. So I'm just going to encourage you again, please go to www.synergyconnectionradio.com. Look for the little banner in there that says Boomers Forever Young. Go check out their products. They have wonderful uh, products that will help you keep your immune system high. They have the D3. They have a product called Barley. Barley is wonderful for taking out inflammation, rebuilding muscle, and um, you know, uh, taking toxins out of the body. And so I just would encourage you, go read. Go, go listen to their blogs. Go check out their podcast, uh, all on health topics. Uh, go look at the testimonials. Maybe there's something there that will help you and your health. And I think 2022, from what I'm understanding from astrology, which I am not an astrologer, but from what I'm understanding is 2022 is all about taking personal responsibility and it's about reinventing ourselves. So isn't that cool that we have a chance as we move into 2022 to not only get creative, which is what we're going to talk about, but also to take that personal responsibility and let's reinvent ourselves to be better than we were. Let's, let's, you know, uh, amp up uh, our, our position here so that we are healthier, we're happier, we're more joyful. uh, We're bringing peace to those around us. Let's try and do that in 2022. It's supposed to be a master number year. And so maybe we'll all master something that's new and creative. And that is a segue into our show. So welcome back, Joni. Hi, Lucy. Happy New Year. How Happy are New you? Year to you. <laughs> so good to Happy see you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about creativity. And to you, how, how do you define being creative? How do I define being creative? Well, first, let me start with the definition of creativity. Creativity is to make, this is according to Webster's Dictionary, it's to make or produce something, to cause something new to exist. 
And my feeling of what creativity is also to tap into something that is greater than me. It's almost like breaking that wall and pulling something from out of the sky and bringing it to fruition on this planet. <laughs> so creating something substantial, physical, whether it be a song, a piece of artwork, an idea, but bringing it into this world. So that's what I consider pulling. So from an abstract into a concrete yeah. form. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And you've been doing this for quite a long time now. Oh yeah. I've been at this for at least 35 years <laughs> and I, but different forms though, my creativity uh, where I place it has changed over the years. I started off as a songwriter. In fact, from the time I was young, I was always like making up little songs, but eventually I did become a professional songwriter. And then I went into musical theater where I became a musical theater playwright, where I write lyrics and, and music and then that converted into writing children's books later when I had children. So my main emphasis these days is working with children in the creative field. And children are incredibly creative all by themselves. I mean, yeah. they're make-believe world. If yes. you just sat in a group of little ones, I mean, it's amazing what they do with their minds. And we, <laughs> we kind of forget that. As I don't know when we start forgetting, maybe... Maybe in high school, certainly I think by the time we get to college, the creative side of us has been tamped down substantially. And maybe it's because we're so busy getting ready to do our professions. And if our professions are concrete, you know, and there's no room for creativity and thinking outside the box, then it becomes a dilemma because then where do you go, you know, plug in to this creative side of who we are? Well, you know what else I think has a lot to do with it, Lucy? I think that people, when you start to realize like that people may be judging you or your fear of people judging you, I think that really dampers creativity. And that many times starts to happen at, even at the end of elementary school and middle school, because mm. your peers make a difference. So you start to question what you're doing. You start to question your artwork. I remember that happened to me when I was a kid. I was afraid that I could never do it good enough because this person was so much better than I was at drawing. And at singing, I never realized that I could actually sing with my own voice. I don't have to compare myself to anybody, but it took a long time for me to get there. And I think comparison, which usually happens again, I think as even in elementary school, people start to compare or being afraid that they're going to be judged. So I think that really gets in the way of creativity. And my thing is, I think one of the things I try and do is to show everyone, we all have the ability to be, we all are creative, everybody. Just don't be afraid of it. And your creativity is nothing like anyone else's and nothing like they can do is anything like you can do. We all have special gifts and we all have our own styles, no matter what it is. So I think it's very important to remember that we're all individuals and we all have the ability to use our creativity to do something wonderful. You know, I was just thinking of some of the shows, I'm not a big television watcher, but some of the shows that are on uh, TV, like Shark Tank, mm -hmm. I mean, these are all individuals that have creative ideas and they bring it to the sharks to see about funding, but there's not a single person that comes on that show that isn't creative, has not thought outside the box. Um, the cooking shows, there's so many of those. And I think they focus um, in part, like these are the ingredients. Now, what are you going to make maybe that is unique with these ingredients? And so, you know, that's definitely cooking has become a creative endeavor. And it's oh, yeah. not just something that you do because you have to eat, but how do you want to present food so that it's interesting as well as nutritious? So, yeah, we have, I mean, architecture, you know, here you've got engineers that are building buildings, but they're not all just boxes. You know, they're kind of thinking way outside the box. And so there's, you're right, there's nothing in life that doesn't allow itself to be creative. It's just what we want to do with it. Absolutely. And the key is not to be afraid of your own creativity and don't compare anything that you do to anyone else. It's not a, it's not a competition. We all can be creative. We all are creative. 
And many people are just afraid to use it or afraid to show it. <laughs> to show it. You know, the other thing that I was just thinking of is, um, remember Tiny, I think he was referred to as Tiny Tim, but he played that little <laughs> tiny ukulele. Of course, tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I actually met Tiny Tim. I Did met you? Tiny <laughs> oh yeah, my father. My father worked in an amazing building. Uh, it was a music building, 1650 Broadway, uh, in New York City. And Tiny Tim was in that building, and I used to see him when I was a little girl in the elevator. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, yeah. how fun! A real character. He was a character. Yeah. Well, you know, and a lot of these people that are famous, you know, in in their own right, um, they weren't afraid. You know, they knew they were different and they knew what they were doing was different, but that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. So as many people who are really, many of the people you're talking about went through a very difficult time when they were younger because they didn't fit the mold. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're not an in the box, it's very hard growing up when you're not an in the box kid. That's yeah. why I always loved the programs that were offered. Like uh, my kids went to a local high school and they offered wonderful programs for kids that weren't in the box kids. So like the music programs, were phenomenal where the kids would travel to New York City to perform. You know, they they would perform at Carnegie Hall or one of my sons performed in France with his high school at at the it was it was unbelievable. Like the experiences that they had, they performed on D-Day um, and in France. It was amazing. Overlooking oh. the the, um, the the gravestones and everything. It was crazy. It was just crazy. But they offer a lot of wonderful things in the high schools now for kids who are not in the box, which I love that engineering is many of the kids who are not those in the box kids, they wind up in engineering and are soaring and are making robots in the robotics programs. You right. know, it's, it's they, there was a lot to offer for creativity now. Hmm. Well, all right. So how do we want to, I guess, incorporate creativity in our life in 2022? Because maybe you know, this is the coming out year, so to speak, you know, that we can find avenues to reinvent ourselves and to allow for this creativity to emerge because we've kept it under that bushel basket, you know, the light's there, but nobody's seeing it yet. So we can be our own grandma Moses, maybe a little bit younger than she was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could tell you that I've been a writer for over 35 years and there are very rarely are there days when I wake up and come up with an amazing idea. It does happen every so often that I'll just wake up or something will hit me like lightning in a bottle, you know, lightning striking. But most of the time I have to set the stage for my creativity. Now, everybody is different, but I could tell you that the majority of writers I know, and I'm really coming from a writer perspective now, and whether it be songwriting or children's book writing, um, I need to set the stage for creativity. So what this means is I need an environment that is a comfortable environment for me to work in that allows my free creativity to flow. Um, I need to create a schedule. It took me a long time before I realized and became much more prolific when I had a schedule for my creativity. I'll go into a little bit more of that after. The state of mind to have a clear head and, and get rid of all the clutter is very helpful when I'm in that creative state got to get rid of that clutter. Um, and the other thing that I think is very important is good habits to help me get there. So um, you want to tackle just, each one of those at a time? That's, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy okay. to. All right. So why don't we start with, um, well, the environment, you know, I think everyone has their own individual environment that works for them. I know with me, I have three different environments that I work in. So like if I'm working with uh, writing books, I have a certain place in my house that is a bright room that's colorful. In fact, I'm actually in that room now, um, but it's it's very colorful. I have colorful paintings. I have memorabilia. I have my accolades on the walls and all that stuff. And I find that that helps me with, first of all, with my confidence and also with making me in a, a childlike head I, with the bright colors and everything and colorful paintings. So that's very helpful to me. Um, also when I'm doing, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think you need to have a great big box of crayons on your decks. <laughs> if you saw, I'm telling you, if you saw the paintings around, everything is bright and colorful. And this is probably the least colorful thing, but it's, it's I love it because it's musical. It's the RCA dog. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but, but anyway, but when I'm doing music, 
I need to be with my piano or a keyboard that has, you know, I mean, and again, it's usually a very bright room and I could do recording in that room on the piano and so forth. Um, and, and when I'm doing certain writings, I even like to be outside. It's great to be sitting outside on my lanai, which overlooks a little bit of, you know, the greenery. And, and that sometimes is very inspirational when I'm in the writing head too. So it really depends, but you need to figure out what works for you. That's as far as the environment goes. Um, but the main thing that I found that really helped me, especially when I decided to go professional, was I needed to set a schedule for myself. Now, even if you're not going to go professional, I must say that having a schedule will make sure that you can include it in your life. It's very easy to, uh, for a day to go by and you'll say, oh, later I'm going to write or later I'm going to paint or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And the day goes by or you get distracted on social media or but if you set up a time, it could be taking an art class that meets once a week or a writing group. It could be, um, you know, pl planning every single day that at three o'clock, I'm going to give myself 15 minutes or at eight o'clock at night when the kids go to bed, I'm going to take 20 minutes to do something. And it doesn't even have to be every night. You may want to do it once a week, twice a week, once a month. But if you set the schedule, you know, it's going to be in your life. So I do feel that was very important. Also, the day and also how much time you want to allot for it. Some of you, once you get started, you may say, okay, I'm going to set myself for 10 minutes. And then you go on for like an hour because you don't want to stop because you get in that frame of mind, you get in that zone. So I think that's a very important piece for me is setting my own stage. Um, I do want to say one thing when I was working full time, uh, it was, and I was a songwriter and I was taking writing classes and all this stuff, but for me to have creative time, it was really a struggle. And what I did was I, and you and I have discussed the number three before how important that magical number of three, mm -hmm. one of the things I did is I never wanted to stand still. I always have to keep moving towards something good. And when it came to my creativity, what I did is every day, I allotted time to do three things, three things to move me forward. They could be very simple things to move me forward in my career. One, you know, one day what I would do is I'd take a newspaper and I'd read a newspaper to look for ideas and just write, jot down a few ideas, right? And then that same day, maybe, um, you know, I'll like write a little bit, maybe just even like five, 10 minutes just to come up with an idea for a song. And then maybe what I'll do is go on the internet and look up publishers or something like that. But I always, every single day, I try to move myself forward three steps, even when I was my busiest. And even if the whole thing took 10 minutes, it could be writing characters, 10 characters, names, silly names that might inspire a story. But every day, three things. So I knew I wasn't sitting still. And I found that I, I always felt good because I knew I was on a creative path. Even if nothing was happening or I wasn't selling anything, I knew I was moving forward. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that one because um, I think what happens to me, it's like exercise. Okay. We all know we need to exercise. We need to move. And yeah. yet, I would say that the majority of us don't. We sit far more than we're moving. And um, so if you don't put some time in your day to say, you know, this hour or this half hour or this 15 minutes, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do some free weights, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to, you know, something, you know, that you're doing again every single day. Because if you get into the habit, it's kind of like that 21 day mark. They say if you do anything consecutively for 21 days, it will become a habit. And then you have to break that habit if you want to not do it anymore. But um, uh, there is a, um, a really, really beautiful 21 Days of Gratitude video that I've been sending to uh, my uh, counseling clients that I, I work with. And it helps them shift their mind you know, into a better place. And so that's kind of what you're doing here is you're saying this is the creative time but I'm putting it in every day so that my mind knows that you're moving forward and that this is fun. And this is something that is bringing you joy and uh, satisfaction. 
But I have to tell you something. You, you triggered something when you were talking about with comparing it to exercise. Uh-huh. One of the things that was really getting in my way of my creativity, and I realized it, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I realized that I had papers all over the place. You know, being doing all different kinds of creative work, I have a million songs, a million papers between books and music and whatever. And it was all over the place. And I, not really all over the place, but I wasn't organized. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did is I got file cabinets that like I want, I felt I had to get everything in one place because my head was like all over the place. And I felt that it was symbolic of what was going on outside of me. Oh yeah, sure. So, Right. So, so what I did is I got filing cabinets and initially I started off with, I wanted to put in as much time as I can, and then I would get burnt out. And then I wouldn't go back to it again for a while because I was like, oh, that's so tedious. And my friend said, do 10 minutes a day. That's it. 10 minutes Do just 10 minutes a day and then stop, force yourself to stop, come back the next day, 10 minutes, stop. And that's what I did. And then I was like, Wow. And I eventually got it done where when I was doing it the other way and trying to bombard myself with everything at once, I couldn't get it done because Uh it was overwhelming. Uh So I do find, again, it's even if it's 10 minutes a day with with creativity, it's that same kind of thing. Eventually, the pieces come together and it, it really will come together. It really does. But yeah. the thing is, it's a process. And you have to remember, it's a process. It doesn't just happen all at once where oh, I'm going to be creative today. No, you have to work at it. You have to set the tone, set the stage, open mm-hmm. your mind so you can be creative. Mm-hmm. No, that's and so, get so rid of the clutter and get rid of the clutter. That's a huge piece to the puzzle. And when I say clutter, it's not just files. How much, how many of us have clutter in our lives at things that are circling around our head, which that's where a lot of the other processes come in to help with creativity. Like, um, you know, how can you get rid of that clutter? So I have other ways to share too. If may I do that? You want to hear? Yeah, something? absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. Cause Again, here are some of the things that I do. And many times I do these all during in this in one day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so one of the things that I find is very helpful just to start my day is breathing. And I know that sounds silly, <laughs> but to breathe, because when things are circling in my head, sometimes my breathing gets more shallow. And I find that just take some deep breaths, even if it's 10 deep breaths, you can go online and look up a whole bunch of different kinds of breathing. I know there's belly breathing and, you know, there's different types of meditative breathing, but with me, I like to just clear and breathe. And I find that just doing that, even if it's for a few minutes, just breathing helps me to calm down and say, okay, I can do this. I'm ready. Um, It gets the day started for a creative day. Mm -hmm. Now, um, another thing that's wonderful is meditation. Mm -hmm. And again, I do this before I even wake up in the morning. I say like a a little, I do a little bit of meditating on my own. For me, I do gratitude in the morning. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I wake up, I thank God, which whatever you believe in, whether you believe in God or a higher power or, or yourself, whatever it is, be grateful. And when I look at each thing in my life, I say, thank you for the heavens and the earth and the ability to breathe and walk and talk and communicate and, and for every part of, you know, my senses and this amazing body that, that with openings and arteries and glands, and, you know, that, that if one wasn't to work, I wouldn't be able to exist, you know? And I say, thank you for giving my soul back to me and for a new day and for that giving me an ability to do different things and my family and my friends and the list goes on and on. And when I start my day like that, and then some days I can't, if there are days that, that um, I wake up too late, whatever the reason is, my day is thrown off. Usually when I start my day with gratitude, it just helps me so much. It really does. So that's another thing that I find is very important is gratitude and meditation as we discussed. So one of the things that I want to share with you are there are amazing apps out there for those of you that don't know um, some of my favorite meditation apps that I would highly recommend there's headspace insight timer and calm. Now there are many others out there, but there are, they, they really are very helpful. If you do want to find a good meditation uh you can easily find them on the internet. Do you have anything that you specifically like to do? Any meditations or uh, breathing exercises? Um, the um, 
the gratitude is is basically where I start. So as I'm opening my eyes, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of stretching and then just thinking about all of the things in my life that I am grateful for. And that's before my feet hit the floor, because once I'm up, then I'm going in a, a number of directions, obviously. Uh, but before I get out of bed, it's a, it's a great time to think about that. Or if you don't really have time to do it before you get up, I tell people it's perfectly fine to do it as you get ready to go to sleep because you're thinking about what you're grateful for that happened that day or the fact that you were able to do whatever it was that, that you wanted to do. And uh, I have a, uh, a person that uh, I know he does a lot of, of thanking that he can walk or that, you know, because so many people as they age are beginning to have difficulties doing that, uh, that his mind is still sharp and that he's able to, you know, analyze and do the things that he loves to do. So um, I think we just have to take stock of where we are at any given age and recognize that um, gratitude is a part of it, that, that when you are feeling grateful, the cells in your body are resonating with joy as opposed to worry and fear. And over these last two years, we have had so much fear thrown at us, you know, mm -hmm. through COVID and the economy and everything else that people are very anxious. And so they're, the cells in their body are not vibrating at a very good level. You know, it's more of a yeah. sad, depressed, anxious kind of a place to be. And, and that's not healthy. Absolutely. And I love that you do it at night too, because what, so I try in the morning is when I say, thank you for this new day. Mm -hmm. And at night, what I find is when I say what I'm grateful for, I really help, it helps me sleep. Mm -hmm. So it helps me just to, to unwind and to really look, because again, the day can get, get in charge, you know, crazy things happen during the day. And when you stop and you say, okay, now let's look at what's really important in life right. and this other stuff, it's not going to be there maybe tomorrow. Some of these problems won't be there, you know, 10 years from now, they're going to be gone, <laughs> you know? And we so, won't even remember. <laughs> right, right. One of my dear friends, which, well, I, I probably should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I have a tendency to worry about things. And I've been really trying, yeah, I've been working very hard, especially like you said, there's been so much fear in this year mm -hmm. and last year. It's been a very difficult time. And especially for people who are sensitive and it's just like, I mean, even if you're not, it's just for everybody. It's just a brutal time. It's very confusing. They're confusing times. So I was always wondering, oh God, what if, what if, what if, what if? And one of my friends said, Joni, don't vomit twice. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's a great saying. I love that thing. I, I put, I, I, I figure the whole thing, all these terrible things that are going to happen that never even happen. And I make myself sick. So I've really worked very hard at that this year is uh -huh. to not vomit twice. I've been really trying to take things on, be more mindful and enjoying everything that I can enjoy. I think that's a really big key, which is the next thing leads perfectly into mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I think mindfulness is so important. And that is something that I, I've worked very hard at doing. You know, I think I used to shove, as soon as I'd see a meal, I'd shove it down my throat. Now I really try and I try and look and say, oh, wow, look, this meal was grown on a farm. And this, like, I try and appreciate all that went into this meal that I, I'm eating, you know, and, and the taste and my taste buds. And I'm trying to not, rush through life. I'm trying to be more mindful. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'd like to do, you want to do a little exercise There's a little exercise that I do with my, um, when I go to book readings, I sometimes use this one, if I'm, especially if I do rainbow of friendship, which talks about our uniqueness. And this is a little exercise that I find is helpful. So if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but if you have the ability, close your eyes. And I want you just to think about who you are and your life. So close your eyes if you can. And I first want you to think about what you look like. Think about your hair, your eyes, your smile, the clothing you like to wear. Now, who are the people that you surround yourself with? What activities do you enjoy doing? What are your hobbies, your interests? 
What are your strengths? Where is your favorite place to unwind? What is your favorite thing to do more than anything else in this entire world? Okay, so you can open your eyes. And you know, one of the things is there's nobody else that's just like you and the same goes. Nobody can add to creativity the way that you can for your own adventure. This is you. So how can you take the things about you and incorporate them into your creative process? So again, there's no one else like you. You have ideas. You have experiences that are going to be a part of your creative experience. So keep that in mind. Um, and I'd also like to share, going back to what we were talking about before, about how to declutter your mind, that there are different things that you can do. Now, you mentioned how important it is to take a walk, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have different things that we enjoy doing. What are the things that you like to do as far as clearing your head? There's yoga, there's Pilates, physical exercise. Some people love to ride bikes. These are great things to do before you get into that creative head or if you need to take a break. Because during the course of my day, I go nine to five. I have got to take breaks during my day or the creativity will not continue to flow. Right. So I, I like to do Zumba. I do Zumba, um, which breaks up a little bit of my day. Um, the, one of the best things I find is every single day, and I usually do it twice a day, I take a nature walk. I go to a local area, I walk, and I use all of my senses. First of all, I observe the, the trees and the flowers and the pond and the, the, the wildlife and my what, everything I'm seeing. I use my senses. What do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? And it's amazing how heightened my senses become when I pay attention. Mm -hmm. It really makes a difference. And what I find is, that's usually when my greatest ideas spark is when I'm in nature and mm. when I'm walking and I come back from my walk and I'm ready to write. It's amazing how that works for me because all of my senses are heightened. And I think so much of that, that is where yoga comes in and meditation comes in. You're heightening your senses and to reach that place, to pull things from the sky, your senses need to be heightened. The clutter needs to be gone and you need to use everything that you are to feel what's around you. So I find that's a very important thing are those nature walks. Um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, struck me as you were talking about when you come back, you're ready to write. Um, I think the other aspect of this could be that because the routine is that you've heightened all of your senses that it's also sending a message to that creative center in your brain that absorb all of this because in a few minutes, you're going to give me what I need. So the anticipation, the expectation is it's going to be there. And as we think, you know, we achieve as we, uh, our thoughts create that reality for us. And so you're, you're already there with your thinking and anticipating that you're going to find all of these creative words or ideas. And sure enough, they're there. You know, so if you thought on your walk, oh, my walk is coming to an end. And I wonder if I'm going to have any creative ideas. You might go home and not have them, but your expectation is they will be there. Well, let me tell you that there are many times when I'm on my walk that it actually happens. I'll be, uh, that's why I always carry my phone with me that has uh -huh. that little record button. You'd be <laughs> amazed how many melodies when I'm writing songs, I get inspired with music when I'm walking. Oh, and wow. so I'll be like, oh, wow. Like I have a song called Willie the Worm, which I saw a worm, Willie, Willie the Worm, silly Willie, I love watching you squirm. You know, it was like, like I, I'm, I'm on my walk. So I'll think of something that I'm grateful about as I'm walking, which I do that too. I, many times I do it as I'm walking, you know, I'm, I say, oh, 
thank you for letting me be a part of the life on this planet. And then boom, an idea will come or I'll see something. Many times when I'm in that state, that mindful state in that nature walk, crazy things, I'll see, I'll find feathers on the ground. I'm like, whoa, you know, or, or I'll see like um, alligators and a deer once just stopped and was looking at me and we stared. And it's like, I was in that moment and things come, ideas come, carry that uh, uh, phone with you. So uh-huh. if you, the ideas come then, and it could be for anything, it doesn't have to be for writing. It could be for your business. It could be for a cooking show or a cooking right. idea. It right. could be for anything. But if you have uh, that little record button, you can record on your phone, all these ideas that are coming to you so that you don't forget them. And then when I get back, I can explore them. So like I may have one line of a song that comes to me, one little line, and then I come back and I play that back and I'm like, yes. And all of a sudden I have inspiration to do something. So uh, it'll inspire me to to do a song or to come up with a, a strategy. You know, another thing I find is it's not always easy to try and find a strategy of how to get my work out. So much of the stuff I do is marketing. You know, who am I going to contact today? Who am I going to who am I going to uh, contact for? Uh, uh, what should I do to solve this problem? I'm stuck, and I, I and then I came up with the idea. You know what? I got to go back in the recording studio. My life is missing music. That came to me on a walk that I'm going to go back in a recording studio again. It's been a year since I've recorded, you know? So it's like these things you can explore, but you find the idea many times on the walk. You can come up with great ideas for strategies, not just the creative piece, but strategies on how to do things in life. You know, one of my favorite songs from childhood, because I remember singing this when I was in third or fourth grade, uh, was Inchworm. The, the inch yes. measuring a miracle. And I, <laughs> and I see them, you know, periodically at the little park I go to. Uh, there'll be a couple of them like on a picnic bench and just watching them move made me think about that song. So <clears throat> you're right. And then taking a picture of something that, you know, prompted mm. a creative idea, then you've captured it, the picture of the deer you know, maybe you go back and you look at that picture and you come up with a message that the deer might've been giving you for either a book or a song. Yep. Yep. I have to tell you something funny. So I was listening to something, it was a podcast and it was talking about, you know, nature and all of that. And, you know, the term tree hugger, right? Uh Well, a tree hugger, you know, I, I always thought, oh, well, a tree hugger is someone who's really earthy and whatever. Well, this person is saying, you know what, on your walk, touch a tree. Uh-huh. Feel the tree and ask the tree a question. Put your hands on the tree and ask the tree, what message do you have for me? And I must tell you that when I heard that, I tried it and it was amazing. It was so crazy. I couldn't believe what I got from touching these people must have thought I was just wacko because here my hands are on the <laughs> tree, my eyes are closed. But you know what? I really did get like a message from the tree, like, and the message from the tree may not have necessarily been from the tree, but it was me touching something, really Mm -hmm. touching the nature and looking at it and looking at the bark and the pattern and how different it was from another tree. And again, it was mindfulness, but Mm -hmm. the message I was getting was coming from me most likely, but maybe not. (laughs) Maybe the tree really gave me that. What was the message? Oh, I, you know, I do it every so often. I really do it every so often. One of the things, let's see, recently I did it. And one of the messages was um, to love more, to to be more loving. Um, One was to go with the flow, just go with it. It's going to be okay. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, but I really do get, you know, I can even ask about a specific thing. How do I handle this relationship in my life? That's very difficult right now. Someone's going through a hard time and I'll, I'll just hold, hold the tree. And now I try and do it where I don't see people anywhere around. Cause otherwise they'll think I'm, you know, <laughs> a little off. but, but I do it when, you know, when I see it's coast is clear and I'll go like this and just hold the tree. And I, and I do definitely get answers. I get answers. Uh, questions. Years, years ago, um, I was, I'm trying to think if I was even out of graduate school. So it was close in that time frame, And I was in St. Louis and this man is now deceased, but his name was Sunbear. He was Native American 
And he worked with psychiatrists and psychologists from all over the United States, teaching them some of what you're talking about, the principles of just being mindful, being part of the earth and not just living on the earth. And so um, there's a, a beautiful, it's called um, Shaw's Garden. And it's a botanical garden that is uh, in St. Louis proper. So he had a home, a cottage there that you could rent. And I think there were maybe somewhere between 50 and 70. I don't remember exactly, but it was a pretty good uh, group of people. And so I got there and he was dressed in Native American attire. And my first thought, because I'm back in my 20s, my first thought was, oh boy, <laughs> he is taking this to the max in terms of symbolism. And, but I, during the day, cause it was an all day from nine o'clock in the morning until about five. Um, but during that whole day, I just developed the most profound respect for this gentleman. And I bought one of his native American rugs. He had some rugs there that his tribe made. Um, but what he had us do was to go hug trees and I'd never hugged a tree before. So we had to find a tree that we resonated with and hug the tree and listen for the message, uh, feel the energy that was there. We had to sit on the ground. This was in the fall. And so we had to sit on the ground and put leaves on our laps and feel, you know, the earth that way and, and the leaf and what the leaf was representative of. We had to dig a hole and talk about funny. Uh, we had to dig this little hole. He had like little spoons for us. So it was a tiny hole, but he scattered us all around this cottage. So people that were coming onto the Shaw's Botanical Garden grounds could see us. And we all were down on our knees digging this little tiny hole. And he gave each of us a um, seed of some sort. So the concept is that with Native Americans in colder areas, they live in longhouses during the winter. And so you're in with multiple families. And I'm sure just like any other you know, group of families, there can be irritations over a number of months because you're not out very much. You don't have a lot of space. So in the spring, their, their concept was that you dug a hole and you put a seed in it and you spoke any negative feelings, any animosity, anger, resentment that you might have built up over the months into that hole. You left that energy in there and you put something that would grow from it that would be a positive. And so we had to do that. And then we covered the seed up knowing that our negative thoughts were no longer within us. And that from getting rid of that, something very positive and beautiful would emerge. So he, he was just amazing. And what a lot of the psychiatrists and psychologists that were in buildings were going to do is they were going to get a deep kitty litter box and symbolically have some of their clients that needed to do this exercise be able to do it in the office by using the box and just moving aside and speaking their thoughts into that. So I loved, I loved who he was and how much he taught me about, you know, just appreciating nature and being part of it and not just walking through it. That's beautiful. I love that. Beautiful. Yeah, it was just really, really special. And I'm glad that I got to experience it at such a young age because it then colored, you know, my life from that point forward. Beautiful. You know, I once um, was listening to, uh, it was a rabbi who was speaking and it, uh, it was a class that I took and he handed out apples. Everyone was to pick out their own apple from a bucket. Mm -hmm. And everyone got their apple and you had to examine the apple very carefully. And he gave you a good few minutes to look at this apple, look at every little, the, the, the details, the color, the stem, the, if there are any different kinds of spots on the apple, and then everyone put their apple back and then you had to find your apple again. Oh. And it was amazing <laughs> how each apple was unique. It was really cool. And it kind of, even though it's not the same, it's like the thing, if you pay attention, you really, it's amazing what you find. Each right. app has its own uniqueness, <laughs> you know? You know, all of the, the birds, like the puffins and things like that, you know, they, they all go like to these different islands and have their babies mm -hmm. and they all look the same to a human, but to the mother, 
No, they recognize the chirp. They recognize probably some little feature on their baby and can pick that baby out of all the others. Yeah. So yeah, we have that special ability, but it does take mindfulness. It takes that ability to stop and look and listen, pay attention, you know, to what's there. And man, if we would just do that, when I was working in the schools with children, you know, that's the one thing that they loved about, I think, coming to see me is that they were getting my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And at home, everybody's busy in the classroom. There's 30 other kids. But when they came, you know, to see me, they, they were there and they had my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's very, yeah. So we know that mindfulness is important. What else? Okay. So, so, um, well, so now is good habits. I want to discuss some good habits. Um, you know, the passion about what you're doing is important to the key to the creativity. So there's a reason that you're choosing this particular thing to go into again, Mm -hmm. whether it be cooking or whether it be writing or creating art or coming up with ideas for your business or whatever. But the key is, I think you need to learn as much about this area that you're looking into and you need to have a passion for it too. It helps when you have passion, right? When you really enjoy Uh doing something. Uh So, but the thing is that depending on what you're doing, there are things that you may need to understand that will help you with your creative journey. So there are basic rules like, and I'm going to give you an example for writers. Okay. Cause the writing world is changing constantly. Yes. So one of the tools that I use, one of the good habits that I have is I go to the bookstore. Well, not lately, because unfortunately with COVID, I've been a little nervous with going certain places, <laughs> but, but the bookstore, the library, but I do a lot of research online now. I do a lot of my research online, but, and to keep up with what's going on in whatever it is that you're doing, it's good to know. It's also good to know when there are certain rules to your genre and paying attention to what's out there so that you could create your own style. But sometimes you need to know the basics before you go off on your own to do certain things before your creativity can soar. So as I mentioned, I go to a bookstore, I'll read mentor texts for artists. You oh, And also when I'm reading mentor texts, what that is, is like, I'll take a book that's similar to something I may be interested in writing and seeing what they did, what patterns and repetition, what kind of tools, language tools did they use? Did they use onomatopoeia or alliteration? or page turns when a page turns does it happen at a certain certain time I learned I had to learn all of that stuff before I was able to take on my own style and the same goes for artists you know visit museums you can even do it online now they have virtual museums online look through art books for different styles and different artists that do things that you enjoy that you may want want to emulate look at what tools they use what paintbrushes strokes uh, techniques um, for musicians, uh, you know, when you're talking about people who want to be songwriters, let's say you want to write a song, pay attention, first of all, to the music you love, listen, really listen for where different musical things come in and patterns that flow in lyrics, um, and how certain things rhyme. So I'll give you an example. If you're a beginner, let's say for a songwriter, Um, you may want to take an existing song that's a very simple song and see what patterns they follow. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. But there's there's a word and then it's followed by three things, you know, or uh, you and I once discussed Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mary had a little lamb. It's fleece as white as snow. It's a pattern. So you repeat you repeat a little bit more and then you come up with something totally different. So you can even take a lyric and try and use their exact pattern and just use your own words. Uh-huh. So that's something that songwriters can do if you're just beginning. Um, whatever your passion is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, the, the fact that you have this repetitive pattern is what cements the idea too, whether it's yeah. a book or yes. a poem or a song, you know, then kids remember it, adults remember it, and and it is that pattern. That's exactly. And the thing is, sometimes we may have a hard time getting our own patterns, but the more that you practice, 
with anything, the better you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So like, even if you're starting off with using other people's music and filling in your own words, you give yourself permission to write crap. And I really mean that whether it be writing or, or doing a painting, your first painting is not going to be your masterpiece. You have to work at it. You know, you mentioned it's 10,000 hours, but it's true. It's true. How many times you do something, you know, and we all expect to be great. And we compare ourselves to people who you have no idea what they went through on their journey to get to where they got to. It doesn't, Rome didn't, didn't happen in a day, you Mm. know, it takes time. But one thing I really want to emphasize is it's so important to enjoy the process and not the product because the process is just going to keep evolving and evolving. And I found that my greatest works came from when I wasn't thinking about the end product, when I was growing along with it. And, you know, I do critique groups and I used to get very upset. I'd bring my first, when I first started uh, writing children's books, I started writing, you know, when I started to have, when I had kids and um, I remember going to writing group and they would critique my work and I would go home crying. I would literally go home crying because it was my baby. I worked so hard on this. Well, now as time has gone on, I don't look at it like that at all. I want, it's about the piece to grow. I want it to grow. So now I go into a writer's group and if there's something I agree with, I agree with many of the things that they give me are really, it's good advice. I have to step out and look because you get attached to your art. You get attached to your work. But many times when I step out, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. This is going to help my piece grow. So I don't go home crying from writing groups anymore. I go, (laughs) how can I grow? It's true. I think of this as a process now and not, I did this, are people going to love it? Because it takes a long time for you to finish something, you know, it, painting is different painting. Yes, you can finish a piece, but again, the more you do it, the better you get at it with everything and keep learning and growing and finding new styles with everything that you do. Same goes with businesses. Think out of the box, get out of that box. It doesn't have to always do just because something has been a certain way. Doesn't mean that you can't bring new element into your business. It doesn't mean that you can't bring in, maybe have someone come in and, give you new ideas. You can go out of the box to help enhance whatever you're doing in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would think that that is, I'm, I'm even just thinking with uh, golf because golf is something that I've always enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And all of the people back in the days of the, you know, early golfers, uh, whether it was Jack Nicholas or, you know, whoever it was, I mean, it has evolved in terms of the clubs and the balls and the, you know, everything that they have for golfers now that, you know, we're kind of basic uh, mm-hmm. 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, it, it's really changing. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't think, you know, whether it's a business or whether it's some creative endeavor that you're doing that is strictly an art form, it all involves creativity. You know, if you want it to sell, then it has to be unique, which means it has to be creative. Uh, if you're copying it exactly as here's another Twinkie, then what makes your Twinkie any better than the one that's already there by hostess? You know? But it's good to know the Twinkie. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. in order to grow, it's important to know what it's okay when you first start it's okay to copy other people's works. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take a painting and do exactly what they did, try and do exactly what they did. The key is how are you going to grow from that? Eventually you're going to grow past that, but it's important to know the basics. It's important to know the basics of golf before you become a great golfer, you know, with anything you right. need to, I think it's very important to have the foundation and then you can build off of the foundation. Right, right. Well, it, it, you know, like, again, maybe think of it in terms of this is your home, mm-hmm. you know, so we are, you know, trillions of cells inside of a physical um, envelope, you know, an outer envelope that holds all of our cells and our organs and systems and everything. But if that is your physical home, then how do you want to decorate it? You know, so these mm-hmm. creative ideas are our decorations you know, because my decorations won't be exactly the same as yours, but I can appreciate yours and you can appreciate mine. Yes. Yes. And nobody can do what you do. No, no. Nobody. 
you could try and copy someone all you want, but eventually you're going to put your own special magic into it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you're doing, it's right. a piece of you that goes into it that that's irreplaceable. Nobody else can do that. Nobody. I remember one of my guests in, in a very early show over four years ago, uh, she communicates with angels. And Tess told me then that the angels really are here to watch us play. You know, that, that our lives are really supposed to be playful and joy-filled and happy. And we take on all of these issues that kind of drag us down. But the um, concept from her was that, you know, it's like, what is the next adventure? Where are you going next in your life? And what fun are you going to discover there? And so, again, <laughs> yeah. And so then it becomes something to look forward to. You know, something that you anticipate that creating your life is all about having fun with it and and taking. Yeah. And so I I did, too. I mean, you know, the fact that she said that it was like, okay, now, you know, it's up to us. It's up to us to to take that responsibility to go there and make our lives fun and adventure. I agree. I think it's very important to enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Very important. In fact, you know, I, I have a question for everyone out there and for you. So I, I do this thing every year. Uh, it's a 12 by 12 for writers. And it's really where you examine the thing. You really look realistically at your year because many times we don't realize the accomplishments we did have this year. Many times we look at things that we think we failed, but we really didn't fail. And, and it helps you to step out and look and see what really happened. What lessons can you learn from it to move forward into the new year? It's a wonderful program. It's Ju- Julie Hedgeland and it's called 12 by 12 for writers. It's wonderful. And uh, it's the uh, 12 days of Christmas. You see, it's right before, the, you know, it's like as the new year's coming in. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she has you do is you pick a word. This is the way that she pretty much culminates it after you do all your examination. Pick a word or an affirmation for this new year. Pick one word or an affirmation. And what do you want to call into this new year? So, and I could tell you with me, mine was, I want to be more mindful and joyful and enjoy the ride. And okay. that was my affirmation. And that's my goal for 2022. How about you? Is there anything that you'd like to incorporate? Is there a word you could think of or an affirmation? Wow. Just on the top of my head. Um, I think I would have to say that I am bringing in abundance in all levels um, of, of life. So whether it's, again, the show is all about the emotional, the spiritual, the intellectual and the physical. So abundance in every aspect of life so that it can then be shared in a joyful and beautiful way. Beautiful. So that would be mine. Very nice. Well, Joni, I cannot believe that our show is already over. And so, you know, the time just absolutely flies. I want us to continue when you're back on this whole, like, let's look at it's, you know, uh, January as we're recording, it's January 6th of 2022. So you're going to be back with me in May. And so we will be, you know, a good five months into, you know, this new year at that point. And let's look at where you are on your journey for creativity. And let's look at where I am on my, you know, year of creating joy and happiness and abundance. And, and let's see what we've done. Because I think if we can keep the mindset of this is where I'm going, and I'm going with the anticipation of, of joy and exploration, that we will come back you know, in May and say, wow, is this turning out to be a ride or not? You know, this is really fun. And so I believe that that's what's going to happen for both of us. Me too. Here's to a (laughs) wonderful 2022 for you and for all of us. Wonderful year for everybody. I think so. I think we all deserve it. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's time. It's time for you all to soar and use your creativity and don't be afraid to use it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. There you go. Joni, tell everybody how they can reach you. It's also going to be on the um, website, but uh, let them know, you know, from your, from your mouth. 
to God's ears. <laughs> okay. So my website, you can uh, go on my website. You could see some of the works I do, the books, the songs, the musicals, um, and my touring. Uh, I do have a few things that hopefully will be coming up soon. I, uh, it, and you can reach me at www.joniworld.com. That's J-O-N-I-W-O-R-L-D.com. So, and please feel free to send me a note. And uh, I, again, I wish you all the best, everyone. Wonderful year. We're in for a good one. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. A great one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say that it's going to be an utterly fantastic yeah. year for everybody. So, all right. So we were going to make sure that everybody um, listens to uh, the show and um, refers the show to others because uh, a lot of times you can't, you know, just be there when it's coming out right at the very beginning. Um, so go to www.synergyconnectionradio.com. All the shows are archived there. Some of Joni's other shows are there. And uh, certainly it is on uh, Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio. It's on Apple. Uh, and it's also on uh, Google. So the major platforms have the shows. and. I hope that uh, you'll refer others to listen to Joni talk about creativity and bringing it into your life in 2022. Thanks, everyone. Go out there and make it your best life. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.